Hey guys, welcome back to Two Girls in a Podcast. I'm your co-host Katie. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to um, do a special Halloween episode because yeah. we're coming up to Halloween, which is one of my favorite holidays. Mine too. Yes. <laughs> I like kind of scary things. So. Yeah. I feel like my voice is extra monotone. Is it? No. So no? Fine. Okay. Well, it goes appropriate with this episode. So, <laughs> um, so today we're though going to focus kind of on like urban legends, you know, to... Stick with the concept of Halloween a little yeah. bit. So we have a website that's pulled up called Only in Your State. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ghost Stories. Um, so again, that's onlyinyourstate.com. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking up North Carolina specifically because that's our home state. Yes. Um, just to kind of stick with the theme, the theme we've been going with the last four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> North Carolina. Sorry, everybody. So yeah. Um, hopefully you live near here. So yeah. um, so I'm just, we're going to list them. Uh, yeah. We're going to start. With me, and then Jen will list the next one. We'll kind of go forth with that. So the first one is something that happened back in 1932. Mm-hmm. It's called the Bland- Blandenboro Fire Poltergeist. And I'm kind of kind of skim through and read it. It's basically, <laughs> Mrs. Charles Williamson was just an ordinary housewife mm-hmm. until one day her dress unexplainedly caught fire. To her luck, her daughter and husband put out the flames with no flame source near. The family questioned what had happened. Their attempts to put the event behind them came to a halt when a pair of shoes caught fire in Mrs. Williamson's closet, burning to a crisp. Over the next four days, a bed and curtains caught fire. Over spurts of fire, other spurts of fire would appear with blue flames engulfing objects and burning them to a crisp. The flames could not be extinguished until the items engulfed were completely burned. It's kind of like a... Like, like spontaneous yeah, combustion, combustion yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. No family members were harmed, and after four days, the fires completely subsided. Arsons, electricians, and even the police investigation investigated the bizarre event. No clear explanation. So it's it's a little unusual. It's yeah. like an urban legend. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> very weird, for sure. Like, um, the yeah. fact that nobody can explain why somebody's... Personal items were catching on fire. Very, very weird. <laughs> I can't even think of anything, you know, like about why. Like I would think, you know, electrical, possibly. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. You Who know? knows? Very, very weird. <laughs> I think about the spontaneous combustion because, like, people don't believe that that happens, but then, yeah. like, they can't explain why somebody just caught on fire. Yeah, I know it's very weird. Like when you think about things like that, because yeah. it does seem impossible, but. If it's happened, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, there's got to be an explanation, but right. that we don't know. So that's why it's exactly. urban legend, I guess. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right. So the next one is, um, says the Below murders. Okay. In the quiet small town of Windsor, a 20 year old case still haunts each local. On a warm summer night in June, police received a bone chilling call. Inside this small grocery store, an unnamed murderer hid and waited for closing time. As the cleaning crew and employees began their nightly duties, they were caught off guard and held at gunpoint. Each victim was bound and gagged, then taken to the meat-cutting room. There, there, their bodies were stacked as the murderer fired rounds until he ran out of bullets. Next, he grabbed a knife and stabbed each victim. One injured victim managed to call the police before dying. When the police arrived, they were not prepared for the horrific sight. Witness accounts claim bodies laid in piles of blood, one victim with a knife through his back. One person was unharmed, but was said to be drenched in blood and assumed dead upon first recognition. Three people lost their lives. 
The strangest part is that no one knows the motive or who could have possibly committed such a horrific crime. The BLO shut down shortly after, 20 years later, and police are still investigating and trying to solve this horrible event. Oh, wow. So it's like unsolved mysteries. Pretty it much. is. Yeah. yeah. That's very Weird. interesting. And it's, uh, a news article says $20,000 reward for BLO killing. Wow. Killing. Yeah. It's crazy how people could do all that and then get away with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's insane. All right, so it looks like the next one takes place in Fayetteville, North Carolina in 1985, and it's called Debbie Wolf. So it's about this woman named Debbie Wolf. On Christmas night, the young nurse, Debbie Wolf, vanished from her Fayetteville home. The police did not become involved until her family had divers search the family's lake house or lake behind her house. Debbie's body was found in a barrel in the lake wearing clothing that was not hers. The barrel she was found in was missing from her home before her disappearance. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Strangely, authorities ruled the case as an accident. As an accident? Are you serious? <laughs> Even okay. despite her family's pleas that it was clearly a murder. Clearly, it was yeah. a murder. Clearly. I mean, who's goodness on gracious. Barrel. <laughs> yeah. To this day, no one knows exactly what happened to Debbie, to Debbie Wolf. Before her disappearance, two men were seen where she worked bothering her about romantic involvement. Why was this ruled an accident? Yeah. That's crazy. I agree. I don't know. Why was it ruled an that's accident? That's crazy. So that's, yeah. Sometimes it's like weird. they just get lazy and they're like, nope, it's yeah. an accident. Like, really? Because they don't want to have to investigate. Yeah, yeah. But that's so wrong for the family. Yeah. Very yeah. wrong. Gosh. It's crazy. Um, so the next one is probably the most famous one, I'm sure, on this list. Um, and it is from late 1580s, and it's the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. So most people have heard this story in yeah. some way, shape, or form. So, um, in 1587, 117 men, women, and children waded ashore to Roanoke Island. The settlers were the first permanent settlement in the Americas. Recruited by Sir Walter Raleigh, the well-known among these settlers were British ally Indian Chief Manteo, John White, and his pregnant daughter Eleanor Dare. Eleanor gave birth to Virginia Dare, the first child born on American soil shortly after they began to establish their colony. John decided to sail to England, promising to return with supplies. Three years later, on his granddaughter's third birthday, John landed ashore to find everyone had vanished. The original colony was deserted and overgrown with brush. John had no clear sign of where his family had disappeared to besides two carvings. On one of the palisades, he found the word Croatoan, Carved and on a nearby tree, the word the letter C R O carved. An oncoming hurricane prevented John from seeing if his family had ventured inland or if anyone was still alive. John returned to England and died a few years later, never knowing the fate of any of the 118 settlers. To this day, the lost colony is perhaps North Carolina's most notorious and famous unsolved mystery. Some claim to see Virginia Dare in the form of a white doe, while others believe the colonists were murdered by Indians. The fact that no one knows has turned this mystery into its famous into famous folklore. Yeah, you do wonder. I mean, I know about this. We learned yeah. about this in school. Yeah. So it's you know, because of where we're located. Yeah. But, you know, um, it is weird. It is a very weird thing. I have watched a lot of stuff on this recently, mm-hmm. and they are finding more things that maybe um, they did move inland. Okay. And um, I'm not sure what the Croatoan was supposed to mean. Um, something about like there were maybe people called that or yeah. something inward, inland inland mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But they said that maybe like intermingled with like a um, like a Native American sure. tribe and mm-hmm. stuff, and then kind of started like you know 
going from there and living their yeah. lives and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't really know. I mean, no one really knows for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we'll ever know. No, we so, won't. But I know that a lot of it's been a long time. It has so. been a long time. <laughs> I know that archaeologists are always over there, like trying to, and they're always digging up stuff and yeah. trying to find things. But I feel like I saw something recently that they had found evidence that they had moved inland yeah. and stuff like that. But Which would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases. Because they so. said they had run out of not only supplies, but like maybe like water and stuff had been, I don't know, something yeah. happened to them and maybe they caught a disease or something. Right. And a lot of them died, but then they moved inward and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just, yeah, we don't know. Like the, hopefully one day the archaeologists will figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you, you never know. know. It's definitely a very interesting yes. uh Urban legend, I yes. guess. <laughs> yes. Most people know about it, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the next one is another Fayetteville one. I seem to be getting those <laughs> with this. But um, this happened in 1964, and I'm really not excited about it because I'm looking at two kids' faces. Yeah. Um, Alan and Terry Westerfield. Again, this is Fayetteville in 1964. The case of these two young boys remains as the oldest unsolved missing persons case in North Carolina. On September 12th, brothers Alan 6 and Terry 11 were dropped off by their father at the popular Broadway movie theater in Fayetteville. Some employee, he dropped them off by themselves? I know, right? 6 and 11? Really? young, yeah. Yeah, that is young. Some employees claim to have seen the boys. Others say they did not see them. Their mother was known to be strict and tell the boys to wait in the theater until she arrived. Sadly, the boys were not in the theater and were nowhere to be found. The crucial 48-hour search period was hindered by Hurricane Dora. Once the story hit national, nationally, reports came in across the nation from Mississippi to Arizona, yet no real leads were ever found. Today, the boys would be 58 and 62. Their family still copes with the unsolved grief, and no one really knows what happened. That's really sad. Very sad, especially because it's like two young boys. Yeah. You know? So I'm curious if maybe the dad did it. That's true. You know, because he was dropped them off, you know, and no one, it says on here that some people see them and some people didn't. Yeah. So I just think that's strange. Yeah. So that is weird. And I don't know if they had records back then. Like, did did they buy a ticket? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, who knows? It's one of those cases again where it's like, did the police want to put as much investigation as they should have in it? You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's sad because back then it's like you never know. Yeah. What I don't know because it was a different time. You it, know? You're right. Yeah. Things were so so different. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So well, go back to this. One. Looks like we're moving on to number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one takes place at UNC Chapel Hill in 1832, and it's the legend of Peter Peter Dromgul and Dromgul Rock. I apologize if I'm butchering that name. <laughs> I have no idea how to say it. No one knows what happened to UNC Chapel Hill student Peter Dromgul. The major story is that Peter and another student were both in love with a young girl named Fanny. Like boys do, they decided a duel would be the ultimate way to see who would truly win Fanny's heart. Sadly, Fanny's true love, Peter, was said to be murdered and buried beneath a rock that Fanny and Peter would secretly meet at. His blood stain is said to still be seen upon the rock. Fanny died the summer after from a broken heart. Legend says that her and Peter haunt the area and Gimgul Castle. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right either. (laughs) A stranger story is that before Peter's death, he sent a bizarre letter to his family in Virginia claiming he was going to do something horrible that would cause them great sorrow. And in the event this happened, they would never hear from him again. 
Peter's uncle fled to UNC to check on the young man, when he, but when arriving, he found Peter to be nowhere. He had vanished, and with only a few of his clothes left behind. Perhaps this is tied in with the lover's quarrel, but either way, it's a legend that still haunts UNC Chapel Hill. Interesting. That is creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird. Especially because I have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But I wonder if, like, his body was really buried beneath the rock. Somebody could easily excavate that these days. Right. You know, that was yeah, true. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Know. The picture's interesting, though. I know. I don't know. It just says, it doesn't say, Heather, here comes the sun blog post. But yeah. I think this is just, like, a random picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Very interesting story we got it going is. here. Yeah, there are some, you know, it's nice to read things like this because you learn them. Yeah. I never I, knew this stuff about North Carolina. I never knew this either. So. <laughs> All right. So um, the next one is in a place called Rural Hall, the legend of Payne Road. Um, absolutely. I've never heard of that before. No one can quite agree on what exactly happened at Payne Road, yet everyone can agree that it can, that it is terrifying, haunted, and a true NC legend. There are several stories tying into the haunting of Payne Road. The first and most famous being that Edward Payne owned a very large slave plantation on this island, on this land, excuse me. In finding out that his daughter was pregnant with one of the slaves' child, he murdered the slave and began to descend into madness and apparent devil worship. Upon discovering another daughter had done the same, Payne completely lost it, murdering the slave and then in a maddening rage his entire family. Payne set fire to the entire plantation, killing all the remaining slaves. Some even say that Payne turned to Satanism, sacrificing the slaves as evil tokens. This is this is crazy. Yeah. Um, the story of Edward Payne is most commonly what you will hear in regards to Payne Road, but there are two more. The second regarding the car crash of a young man who didn't quite make the curb. He was said to have crashed right near the spot where a chapel once stood where Edward Payne apparently worshipped Satan. The saddest part about this story is that the young man died a slow, painful death as bystanders stood by, watched, and did absolutely nothing but witness the car burning into flames. That's sad. Oh my gosh. It is said you can see the the rounded lights of the Ford car following you if you drive on Payne Road late at night. Mm. (laughs) The last story, a most time-conflicting one, is about a man who lived in the farmhouse at the site with his family during the 1800s. After yet another fight with his wife, the man decided his children were the root of their problems. He bound his wife to a chair, gagged her, and placed her in the living room. One by one, he took his children to the living room, telling them to say goodnight to their mommy, then taking them up the stairs and slitting their throats. Mm. I really hope none of these are true. I know. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. The man decided that his last child, his infant daughter, would be thrown into the well. While approaching the well, the man's wife had managed to escape. She attacked his attacked her husband and grabbed her infant daughter from his grip. But his, but her husband caught her at the bridge, lopping off her head with his knife. Then sadly, he threw his baby girl into the well. Lastly, he hung himself at the bridge. To this day, legend says if you go to the bridge, stop your car, and whistle Dixie, the woman's ghost will appear, holding her head in her hands while approaching your car. You can also hear a baby crying from the well if you walk towards the old house. Needless to say, all three stories are equally terrifying, tragic, and haunting. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. I want to go to Payne Road now. Yeah. Where is that? <laughs> I don't know. Rural Hill. Yeah. 
I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That's interesting, though. Can you imagine going and saying Dixie and then a woman with her head in her head yeah. looking at you? All happening on Payne Road, too. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cra- Yeah. That must just be... <laughs> I don't even know. That's crazy. I don't... Yeah. I didn't like either one of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> All interesting, though. It is interesting. Things I've never yeah. heard of yeah. um, in the area, so it was mm-hmm. like cool little urban legends I've mm-hmm. never heard of. So, And to say, we did read most of those word for word from this site, so just yes. please, we're referencing only in your state.com, North Carolina, ghost stories, and see all, all that stuff, so... Yep. Um, credit them for all this yes. for sure we'll link them in the show notes yes. so everybody can see and if you want to go check out the list for yourself you can that's right so any listeners out there how about you tell us what urban legends are in your area because mm-hmm. we um, love hearing about those things and it's just really interesting especially being right near halloween mm-hmm. um it's just fun to bring up you know urban legends ghost stories that kind of thing and i know they're everywhere so oh, yeah. everywhere every state's got their own and there's tons more i know of north carolina but these are just a few that were came up on a list we thought were really interesting. Mm-hmm. Just leave us a comment and let us know what you think about it. And if you, um, like I said, have any of your own, you know, we yeah. can check out. We'll do that. And um, if you could leave us a comment on any of our social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, any podcast app, just rate and review us. It really helps us move up in the ratings, especially on Spotify because... You can't, unfortunately, can't find us if you search for us. <laughs> a little odd. It is, but Spotify works that you have to have a, nu- a certain number of views before you show up in the search. So it's very interesting, but which might be because nobody can find us. Yeah, so we can't get views <laughs> if we can't be found. Very true. Very true. But our our Spotify link is on our link tree, which is on on the bio. Um, yeah, on, it's located everywhere, but it's definitely on our bio on Instagram. Um, but it's located on Twitter and on Facebook. So just mm-hmm. check it out. Um, and if you have any comments for future episodes, we're always open to any topics you want us to discuss. Um, and we want to give a huge shout out to all our Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie's always on there updating and making sure everything's <laughs> running smoothly and talking to everybody and, and communicating. So feel free to send us a message on there mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah, so. we try to keep up. If we're slow, I'm so sorry. It's, oh, it's more the messages. <laughs> like, I can get to the... The comments and yeah. stuff like that. Quicker messages. I don't get to very quick. Quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> like a couple days. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to you. If you don't hear from right away, we'll get to you. So yes. don't worry about it. And, um, yeah. So, and don't forget to check out our Patreon page. Um, we have some videos up there for you to check out. Um, and we're, we have more stuff planned in the future that we'd really like to put up there. So, please don't, um, you know, just check it out. And if you mm-hmm. want to donate, that would be awesome. We would, we definitely, definitely, um, appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening. And until next time.